Good morning and welcome to episode 28 of the Elevated Life podcast. I'm Noel Cuero and uh, today I'm on part four of our Law of Attraction series where we're going to keep discussing uh, the fundamental beliefs uh, behind getting what you need and want out of your own life, creating the life that you deserve, desire, and dream of. That's what the Law of Attraction brings you when you master the techniques that the Law of Attraction teaches. So I want to continue with something interesting. Uh, you know, most people need to see something be before they can believe it. And that's just human nature. We, we tend to be skeptical about anything that we don't know or that we're not familiar with or something that we've never heard of before. Uh, you know, and many people are very skeptical. They really almost don't trust anybody or anything before they're proven that that, that person or thing can be trusted. Other people are more naturally trustworthy uh, of new ideas or people. I fall in that category personally. I'm, I'm a little more trusting. Uh, I, I really don't question or doubt people um, bef at all, really. I just kind of believe people and take them at face value. And, and, um, and I'm also a pretty open-minded person. I love learning. So I love learning new things. Now, if you're like me and you love learning and you love, you know, exploring new ideas and new places and new things, then you probably tend to be a lot less skeptical. If you're not like me and you don't like going to new places, trying new things, you like routine, you like safety, you like to know what's coming, you like to plan things out, uh, you might be a little more skeptical um, of new ideas or new things. So the law of attraction can be a very um, intimidating practice or intimidating concept for people until they understand what it's really all about. I almost think sometimes the the name uh, maybe is a turnoff for some people, but if you, if you understand this is all about mindset, uh, the law of attraction is really mindset, beliefs, and understanding our thought patterns and how our thoughts create what we want for our lives. So most people, again, you know, like to see it before they can believe it. Well, the law of attraction actually is partly that you should be seeing what you want before you are actually creating it, but it requires faith and belief that you can create that. So I always like to say when I'm working with clients that it's good to believe it before you can see it. And that's more attuned to the law of attraction, I believe. Really believing it before you see it come to fruition will allow it to manifest and appear in your life faster. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever read any stories of people who have wrote about wrote their own personal stories about how the law of attraction has worked for them. Uh, but I've read thousands of them. And I've also experienced personally how the law of attraction works daily in my own life. It's fascinating how it just keeps bringing to you what you dream of and what you desire. And, and, that's the best thing about understanding these principles and learning how to practice them. So we left off uh, at a, 
our yesterday's episode talking about how most people think about what they don't want and they spend all their energy thinking about what they don't want and those become dominant thoughts and dominant thoughts pretty much permeate your everyday existence they they permeate your your daily mind, um, whether you might be conscious of it or not. So dominant thoughts are basically what we keep creating more of in our life. So if we keep worrying and fearing and thinking about worst case scenarios and thinking about the what ifs, we actually create more of that in our life. We create more, you know, lack or poverty or scarcity or fear because that's what we're focused and thinking on. We're thinking about how broke we are or how sick we feel or how things never work out for us, or we're worried about something happening. Um, so those things tend to keep happening. I actually have people in my own life who tend to think that way, um, relatives, for example. And it's so interesting how when I look at their lives over many years, uh, you know, they're always preparing for the worst case scenario and thinking about the worst case scenario. It's, in fact, it's their mindsets are tend to be very negatively oriented or fear-based and they they just keep creating worst case scenarios for themselves over and over again which some might deem as unlucky and yet i'm not surprised at all because they that's their mindset that's what they expect and that's what they fear and that's what they create over and over in fact i have one relative where this just th the most unlucky things seem to always happen to her and and you just think, wow, how could anybody be that unlucky? But it's not surprising because this person is always preparing for the worst and always fearing for the worst. And the worst actually ends up happening to this person a lot of the time. And that's just, again, a mindset and the thoughts and the beliefs and where that person is putting their energy all the time. And if this rings true for you or if this hits a, hits a nerve with you, it's really, it's great because this is something to look at and it's something you can easily change. We just need to strengthen different muscles in our thinking patterns because the muscle for fear, the muscle for worst case scenarios and worry very often is very strong in people's brains. But we need to strengthen the muscle of uh, expecting and creating and desiring and determ our determination on what we do want and what we want to create for ourselves over and over and over again. So let's continue to talk about how some people think, you know, maybe the law of attraction doesn't know what's best for me. How does the law of attraction know what's really good for me? Uh, well, it's kind of like this. When the conditions are right, when the conditions are right, the law of attraction works in your favor. So first, when you have your thoughts aligned with what you do want and what you want to create and what you're dreaming of and visualizing and just really desiring and, and more than anything, and then you put determination behind that, which means you're going to make that happen. You're going to start creating that no matter no matter what you do, you're going to make that happen. Nothing's going to stop you. When you put those things in force, the law of attraction does work in your favor. It does know what's best for you because that's just the way it works. So when we focus our energies and thoughts on the negative, whether we like it or not, the law of attraction works immediately 
and even subtly to bring you what you have been focusing on for the longest time. If you have a burning thought about poverty and debt, the law of attraction will attract the parallel, which is of course more poverty and debt. If you have a burning thought about earning more money, the law of attraction will start attracting more wealth for you because this is where you're focusing. You're focusing on creating more money for you without an intention of lack or poverty. You're just, you're picturing abundance, you're feeling abundance, you're determined to create abundance. And that in turn starts rewiring your thinking patterns and your thoughts begin creating that. So the law of attraction is not a man-made concept and it doesn't only work for people. It just works for everything in this world. You know how when we think about terror or terrorists in our society or around the world, you know, terrorists grow up in very, um, very often, very uh, hostile environments. They know, you know, we're conditioned by our environments and our parents and our thinking and what's around us. So when there's so much hostility and rage and blame and anger that permeates your daily existence, that is what you're going to keep creating. Also add fear into the mix, fear that everyone's out to get you or attacking you or against you. You become, uh, you be, you become a creature of habit. You, you just know no other way to think. And that conditions you to see most people as the enemy and most people out to destroy you. So it, it creates a natural defense and creates a lot of anger in people. And this is how terrorists kind of, you know, obviously a very simplified explanation, but it's just basic humanity where we all innately when we're born, uh, want to love and innately will love and innately want to want to be loved. But along the way, we're reconditioned uh, throughout our lives to think of people as other than like ourselves, that we think they're different than us, angrier than us, more hostile than us, out to get us. And it's, it's kind of the same thing. Ter using a terrorist as an example is, is basically the law of attraction and action for that person. They expect, ter they expect fighting, they expect retaliation, they expect violence, they expect anger, and that's what they create, and that's what they manifest, because more begets more. So negative gets more negative, but positive will attract more positive. So if terrorists innately were taught at a very early age to start thinking about things differently, to change their perspective, to change their mindset, to change the possibilities in their life, innately they would. I mean, they would end up not being terrorists per se. They would be in a different environment maybe or look for different things and, and create different things for themselves. Uh, so basically repetition attracts repeatedly. So what we repeat to ourselves, what we think about, what we, what we put into our dominating thoughts is what we will keep creating. That's why we want our dominant thoughts to be as uh, positive and dream-driven as possible. We want our dominating thoughts to be about our dreams, our desires, what we want for ourselves, as opposed to what we don't want. 
because that will start creating that flow of energy and that frequency to get us what we want and deserve and dream of and desire. So if you keep saying to yourself, I don't want to lose that promotion that I'm up for. I don't want to lose that promotion. I don't want to lose that promotion. Eventually, the determination that follows this negative thinking will actually attract a negative outcome. See, you're already concerned you're going to lose something uh, that maybe you just got or you're going to get. And that negative thinking will actually create that outcome. Have you ever seen that for yourself? Where actually, you actually got something that you wanted, but you're so afraid to lose it that you keep focusing on being afraid to lose it, as opposed to relishing in the fact that you got it and it, celebrating that and enjoying it and just staying with that flow. You go to the other end with, I hope I don't lose it. I hope I don't lose it. I hope this something bad doesn't happen. And look, then something bad happens. It's like that, it's like that negative thinking attached to losing something is actually going to create the the fears to come true the law of attraction can't sift through our various emotions and intentions just to please us that's why you have to be very careful with your thinking just imagine if every single thought you had today was going to create every single thing that happened for you tomorrow how careful would you be with your thinking if every single thing you were thinking about today was going to come true tomorrow wouldn't you choose your thoughts very carefully? I mean, very carefully. Wouldn't you just start thinking, what? Everything I think about today is going to actually come true tomorrow? Well, yeah, of course. I'm going to think about, huh, let's see. Well, gosh, I don't even know what I want. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know what I want. Um, okay, and let's say you only had an hour. <laughs> Let's say you only had an hour to think of all the things that were going to actually manifest for tomorrow. So every single thought was going to manifest for tomorrow. And you only had an hour to come up with all those thoughts. You have to be very clear and prepared for what you want. And this is, again, the problem that most people have. And this is why most people don't create what they actually want. They don't know what they want. They're not clear on it. I've had these conversations with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. And I ask them, what do you really want? And when we're working on health, for example, and they're, they're really, really sick and they don't feel good. And I say, well, what do you really visualize for yourself? And very often people are so used to being sick for so long, they don't even imagine realistically what it feels like to feel well anymore because they haven't felt well in so many years. So I always remind them, get ready, start preparing because your life is going to be very different when you feel better. So start planning for all the things you're going to start doing. Start planning for all this energy you're going to have. You're not going to be bedridden. You're not going to be, you know, in a dark room with headaches. You're not going to be in the bathroom all day. You're going to be feeling great and your body is going to be behaving normally for you now and optimally even. So prepare, start visualizing and writing down and creating what you want for your health. Because see, all these years, this person has been focused on what they didn't want and how to get better. They don't, all they know is they don't want to feel like that anymore, but they don't know what they necessarily want to feel like.
it's not until you dig in a little deeper and start asking. Now, a very interesting happens, and this is all attached to the law of attraction, is people get so used to feeling bad that they actually don't realize they stop dreaming and they stop planning and they become actually a little bit addicted to feeling bad because when you feel so bad for so long, you get a lot of attention. Even though it might not be the kind of attention you think you want, it's still a lot of attention and people actually get a little addicted to that. And they also get a little addicted to not being able to do anything, almost like a handicap, but a lot like a handicap because when you're really sick, it is a handicap. So you don't actually know what you're going to do when you get better. You, you haven't thought about it much. So I make people think about it. I make people write these things down. I, you know, I don't mean to say make, but I require it uh, as an exercise because I know that that's going to lead to a faster recovery and a faster healing time because the more we have to look forward to, the more, the more dreams and desires and goals that we have for ourselves, we have a lot it, it speeds up the healing process and this is a this is a scientific fact so i urge people require them to write down start dreaming about start focusing on what they do want for when they're feeling better what are they going to look like what are they going to feel like where are they going to be going what are they going to be participating in what are they going to be doing traveling where are they traveling to what are they going to finally be able to resume their career that they had to give up when they got sick or will they be able to go after a new career or a new passion will they be able to take up new hobbies what will they be wearing what will they be driving eating all of these things all of these ways of visualizing our future are very powerful techniques in retraining our thinking and and thinking patterns. It might sound trivial listening to me say this, but it's not trivial. It's massive. It really is. Because where we put our thoughts creates what's going to happen for us tomorrow. And when you really believe and understand this, and you look back on your life, and look back on where you've spent your thinking energy, where you've spent your worrying energy, where you spent your concern or fears or worst case scenario thinking, and ask yourself, what percentage of that thinking time is actually spent on what you do want? What percentage? I bet it's a very small percentage. Again, most of us just don't learn this. We don't learn these techniques. We don't learn this way of thinking at a very early age. We're not surrounded by it. It's not taught to us. So we don't know how to innately do that necessarily. But when you learn it and you understand it, it becomes second nature, really. You, when you learn how to shift your thinking patterns over from the what ifs and the worst case scenario thinking that most people are stuck in, over to the abundance and what I want and what I desire and what I dream of and what I can't wait to happen and I already see it happening to that way of thinking, it's just amazing how much more exciting life gets. So you have to get very, very, very clear on what you want for yourself. So let's, let's give you some more examples of what a lot of people think and what the law of attraction actually processes and attracts, okay? A thought would be, 
I don't want to have a bad day. It's transmitted into the universe as, I really want to have a bad day. Another thought would be, I don't want to lose my promotion. But that's transmitted as, I want to lose my promotion. An another thought would be, I don't want my computer to break down. That's transmitted as, as, I want my computer to break down. Another example of a thought, I don't want to miss my flight. It's transmitted as, I want to miss my flight. I don't want my car to get scratched. By the way, I've been there with this exact example. And it's transmitted as, I want my car to be scratched. Now, I have an example on this myself, by the way, from years ago. And it happened to me three different times. I mean, it was, you couldn't have made this up. It's actually a bizarre, it was so bizarre that I actually thought somebody was following me and trying to scratch my car. So just a little thing about me is I love cars. I love design. I'm a, a huge appreciator of art and all types of design from architecture to furniture to clothing to jewelry. I was a jewelry designer many, many years ago for, for, for years and I had stores. I love design and just at cars. I Since I was a little child, I've been obsessed with car design, memorizing cars, just appreciate cars and their design. Okay. So what would happen to me is I would get a new car that I really, you know, loved and got excited about. And let's say a really nice car. And I would immediately think, I don't want to park it near anybody. I want to be very careful. Have you ever done this when you've gotten a new car? You just, you're very careful. You don't want to park it too close to anybody in the parking lot. You go out of your way to park it way away from any cars at the very end of the parking lot. And, you know, I, I that's what I would do when I would first get a car. Eventually, I stopped doing that after I've had the car a while. But, you know, initially, that's what I do. I get, you know, I think, oh, I hope somebody doesn't open their door into my car and scratch my car and dent it. Or I hope I don't, you know, run in, you know, scratch my car in a bush. These are all thoughts that I would have. I'm being very honest. And this is like one area of my life where I just would have these, you know, actually just very uh, against the law of attraction principles completely. And yet my brain would get stuck in thinking this way when it would come to my cars and all and other aspects of my life and no problem, you know, keeping it together with my thinking. But with when it would come to cars, I would just kind of revert back to this fear. Like, I hope nobody scratches my car and nobody hope nobody hits it, hope nobody dents it. Crazy thoughts. And like clockwork, I'm not making this up. Every single time I would get a new car within two weeks, I would walk out to my car and there'd be a huge scratch along the side of my car as if literally as if somebody would had opened their door and dragged it along the side of my car. Like I, to the point where you think, how could this have even happened in 10 minutes when I was in a store somewhere I don't even live near, nobody knows me, nobody, whatever, even if I have a thousand enemies in the world, nobody would have even known, right? Like you think, who could have done this? And I would walk out and see a long scratch along my car as if somebody had dragged a, their door against my car. And of course, nobody's around. N whoever did this took off. 
And I would think, are you kidding me? How could this have just happened? I just got my car. I can't even believe this happened. And it would inevitably be maybe thousands of dollars worth of damage or hundreds at least. And, uh, you know, then you have to make an insurance claim. Well, this scenario didn't happen just one time to me. It happened four different times that I can remember to four different cars over many year period. I mean, I've bought a lot of cars in my life. It's happened four different times. One time it was a big dent that I didn't even notice till maybe a few days after it happened. It was on the passenger side. It was like this huge dent. And it was like, it was almost like somebody <laughs> came up to my car and just like bashed something into the side of my car. And we, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm laughing because it's just, these things just kept happening. And it, I, I look back and I'm laughing because of course they kept happening. My thinking was so fear-based around these cars. It was just so silly. If I, have you ever gone to a restaurant and said, you know, could you please make this well done for me? And you're the one that asked for something well done, let's say. And everybody at the table with you doesn't, then maybe they order meat or whatever and nobody else asks for anything well done. They all just get whatever is on the menu. And maybe you're the one that makes a special request. Can you please make that well done? Because you're very concerned that it won't be cooked well enough for you, for your taste. And sure enough, have you ever, have you ever been in that situation? And then your food comes out and not only is it not well done, it's like rare. It's the, the complete opposite. It's like bleeding and everyone at your table, their meat is well done, perfectly cooked nothing wrong with it and you're the one person that made a request and it's literally the opposite of what you asked for that has happened to me as well many 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 times on many occasions where i'm literally the only one making a special request and and i am the only one getting the opposite of what i asked for meanwhile everybody else gets everything they want and i would have gladly been happy with any of the other options that the people had or with me had received but so that's a great another example is this making sense so this this thought that you put out i don't want to scratch my car i don't want my car to get scratched i don't want my car to get dented it's transmitted into the universe as i want my car to be scratched now why is that why is that don't you want to know it's because there's such a there's such a fear-based attachment to that thought. You're not thinking about what you want. You're just thinking about what you don't want. And so once again, you're going to get more of what you don't want. That is the way it works. It works like this over and over and over and over again. And I have seen it for myself over and over and when you start recognizing these patterns see you know how like I, I i've used this example many times but you know how like if somebody says a word you've never heard of before or you think you've never heard of it before and all of a sudden that day you'll hear that one word miraculously all of a sudden you hear it like a thousand times like everywhere you're like god i thought i never heard that word now or a book title like if somebody mentions a book you've never heard of and now all of a sudden you hear that book over and over and over again and people are talking about the book or a movie or a restaurant or anything right have you ever been in that situation where somebody says something you've never heard of and now all of a sudden you hear it everywhere so it's a really good example of how 
when you don't know it's there and you're not tuned into it, you won't notice it. But it wasn't the first time you heard that book. It's just the first time you consciously paid attention to the book. It wasn't the first time you heard that word. It's just the first time you were consciously paying attention to that word. That word was always around. And so was that book. And so was that movie. You know what I'm saying? So the, it, it most likely wasn't the first time you actually heard it. It's just the most, it was just the first time you tuned into it. Just like when somebody makes a really interesting point about something, you go, gosh, you know what? Wow, that makes so much sense to me now. But would it have made that much sense to you a year ago or two years ago if you had heard it? Probably not because a year or two previously, you probably wouldn't have tuned into it. You probably wouldn't have even recognized it. It probably wouldn't have even meant anything to you. But now in the moment, it means so much because it resonates. It's what you need to hear at the time. And this is how the law of attraction works. So as you start experiencing all these little things that happen during your every single day that are working in your favor and you start bringing attention to all the things working in your favor, going your way, making sense, you know, adding to the abundance in your life and you start, you keep focusing and creating and, deter and being determined about what you want and need and desire and dream of. I'm telling you, these things really start to happen. But this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So reflections in the mirror. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute. The law of attraction is not trying to make your life miserable. It's just doing its job all the time. It's giving people what they are thinking of most. And that is simply it. So if you are more aware of the law of attraction, does this mean that it will start working for you right now? No, not at all. It's been working for you or against you, depending on the quality of your thoughts and your determination of your thoughts and desires since the day you were born. People who don't know about the law of attraction will still be affected by it. Again, I gave this example in some previous episodes. There are so many people walking the earth today who will tell you stories of their triumphs and their manifestation of their wildest dreams. They've never even heard of the law of attraction. They are living it and breathing it innately. It's just the way they are living their lives innately. It's the, it's the way they're thinking has been wired all these years and they didn't even realize it. So do you have to know what it's called for it to work? No, you just have to know how it works to make it work. So people who don't even know about it, of course they will be affected by it, either positively or negatively. It's either working in your favor or it isn't. So people who think that you that they can use the law of attraction to their full advantage will still be subject to the various complexities of the law of attraction even if they already recognize it as a potent yet invisible force so just because you're aware of it it doesn't mean it's going to start working for you like you want it to right now you have to first start with your thoughts you have to put your attention to your thoughts you have to make sure your dominant thoughts are attracting and manifesting things in reality because that's what they're going to do. So you wanna make sure, just like I mentioned earlier, is, 
if somebody told you that all your thoughts today are going to directly manifest every single thing that happens for you tomorrow, how carefully would you choose your thoughts today? Very carefully, I would imagine. Very, very carefully. You would get these dark, worry, what if, worst case scenario, fearful thoughts out of your head as fast as you could, I have a feeling, and replace them with positive, uplifting, happy dream thoughts of what you actually want to create. At least I would. That's what I would do and that's what I do do. So think of it this way. Your past thoughts are responsible for everything that exists in your present reality. Every thought that you create and focus on in the present time will determine your life in the future. It is an endless cycle of this. And the law of attraction works perfectly every step of the way. And by perfectly, we simply refer to the immutability of this law and its presence in everything we do. We can also liken the law of attraction to planting seeds in a fertile field. The fertile field is your life and the law of attraction and the seeds are simply the thoughts that you create on your own. So if you are constantly thinking of your fears and anxieties, the field will bring forth events that will just increase your fears and anxieties. I'm a, think about my car example. An apple seed will not yield oranges. Bad thoughts will not yield good things. It doesn't matter if you find your thoughts completely agreeable or not at the moment that you create the thoughts. The law of attraction hears your thoughts clearly and gives you what you are thinking. The law of attraction is like a clear mirror that reflects objects in their entirety. If you are thinking about poverty, the law of attraction will reflect poverty regardless of your intentions and emotions. If you think about wealth, the law of attraction will reflect wealth and more. And that's where we're going to leave it today. So hopefully this was uh, inspirational, um, eye-opening, you know, maybe it, it, it just hit some points for you that really make sense. I would love for you to leave comments, ask questions, leave your opinion, and reach out to me with any questions. You can go to thebodyreset.com or you can contact us through the elevatedlifepodcast.com. And I really um, encourage you to subscribe. If you do subscribe, you're helping to support what we do. And also, you're going to receive one podcast a day in your email without having to search out new episodes. So I, and I encourage you to pass this on to any friends and family you may have who you think could benefit from this information. And I look forward to talking more about the law of attraction with you tomorrow. Have an amazing day and thank you so much for listening.